This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Mahachek, and today we're going to jump right in to a topic that might cause a little bit of disagreement, might cause you to be triggered in a certain way, but part of my goal with this podcast has been to, one, not only help you cut through some of the junk and the noise and the clutter on the interwebs about your health, but also bring up some of the topics that maybe nobody's talking about and slash or maybe nobody wants to hear because it's the thing that needs to be addressed before any other goals happen. So today we're talking about the latter. It's a, it's something that has come up in conversation numerous times. And, you know, I have a rule of three where if I hear something for three times or if I see something come up three times, then it's like, okay, this is a message that I need to be paying attention to. And it just so happens that this topic has been reflected back to me a couple of times in the past like month or so. And I'm like, yeah, let's talk about this then. So what the topic is, and you've, you've seen it in the, the show title, is your health is a reflection of you. Now, this can be triggering, and I want to set the record straight a little bit about what I mean by that. I recognize that the elephant in the room is sometimes diseases happen despite doing everything, quote unquote, right. Or seemingly, you've done everything right. I'm not trying to patient shame you or any or anybody. I don't want this to be triggering. There are always going to be special circumstances. And what I am aiming this conversation to be about is it's for the person listening who may have, you know, maybe you've been previously diagnosed with a chronic condition or recently diagnosed with a chronic condition. Maybe you've uh, been diagnosed with high blood pressure or um, irritable bowel syndrome, high cholesterol, obesity, you know, any of those. I'm talking to you if you have what's considered a modifiable condition. And a, a modifiable can be in, in hard quotes. It's a condition that ha- you have some wiggle room as far as like what you can do about it. Congenital conditions or genetic conditions, this is not the conversation that is necessarily for you. Um, because some of those things are out of our control. I'm talking about what we have control over. Although we could do a sidebar about, you know, epigenetics and and some of the things in your environment that put you at risk because of your genes. Um, You have a a way of modifying your exposures to certain things, but that's a whole nother podcast that we can, if you're interested in that, we can, we can talk about that in a whole other podcast. But I'm, I mean, your health is a reflection of you, meaning the modifiable things that you can change and and have an impact on in your own life is a reflection of you. So this is the things like your habits, your beliefs around your health or around nutrition or around fitness or around sleep or around stress and your values around all of those things. So this conversation is more around those three things. And I want to talk, I want to spend some time. This is not going to be a terribly long episode, although I always say that it ends up being like 40 minutes. 
Um, but this conversation is going to be more around those and some of the key spots within those that I see a lot. So I want to talk about those to hopefully that will help you and you can have a different perspective on things. And maybe that's the thing that's going to get you unstuck. So what do I mean when I say your health is a reflection of you? Really think about that for a second. And actually a little bit of a, a, a detour of this conversation. This was put, this was laid out for me actually when I was listening to a podcast about finances. And they said, your bank account is a reflection of you. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I kind of see that. But of course, everything in my brain gets filtered through a nutritional lens. And I'm like, oh, okay. Your health is also a reflection of you. Same as your bank account is a reflection of you. And they all align with the same things. Your financial and spending habits, your financial and spending beliefs, your financial and spending values all contribute to that overlying picture of what you see currently in your bank account. That is the same as what you see in your health and how you feel. So your fitness and nutrition and sleep habits and your fitness and nutrition and sleep beliefs and your fitness and nutrition and sleep values all reflect what's in your health bank account, if you will. So a couple of things that I wanted to to just lay out there and have you think about for yourself are, we've mentioned it before on the podcast, blind spots. And I believe it's episode, I can look back, I think it's in the 20s somewhere, and it's lab- It's titled with something that has to do with your nutrition blind spots. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't, or if, you, if it's been a while, go back and, and re-listen to that one, because your blind spots keep you stuck. They absolutely do. When we don't recognize some of the things that we do on a repetitive, consecutive basis, that may be the thing that is preventing us from reaching the next level of our health. If you have a subconscious habit of always scooping two scoops of oatmeal, for example, when all your body really wants is one scoop, but you just mindlessly kind of do it because that's just always what you've been doing, well, that's a blind spot. That's a habit that is not serving you, but you don't see it because it's a blind spot. So those blind spots are everywhere in our day. Maybe you have the habit of of setting uh, your alarm for a certain time and then hitting snooze like three or four times in a row. I'm talking to you, Nate Mahachek. Maybe that's a blind spot for you because you're not training. You've trained your body to expect to sleep a little bit more, but that sleep that you're getting in those additional five or 10 or 15 minutes is not good quality sleep. It's not serving you in any way. It's frustrating your spouse. Uh, probably, and it's causing you know more issues than not. Whereas, but that might be a blind spot. Maybe that's something that you have always just done, or in some way you feel is helping you. When in the grand scheme of things, it's really not. So that's a silly example. But look in your life of where other blind spots could be. Is it related to what you do in the evening time? A lot of people have that habit of having something sweet at, you know, nine or 10 o'clock at night when they watch TV, or maybe it's the fact that you're watching TV at night. Maybe you're watching, um, you know, we've all kind of gotten into some of those grooves of I've watched every single episodes of Friends and The Office, you know, I could recite each and every one of them, but I used to be in the habit of turning the TV on at like eight o'clock and watching it until like 10 or 1030, even though I've seen every episode that they air numerous times over, I still felt I needed to watch them. 
That was a blind spot for me. It absolutely served no purpose of value in my life. It was just a habit that I was stuck in. And until I realized even that it was a bad habit that was preventing me from doing other things like reading or journaling or just going to bed an hour earlier, I I was stuck in that blind spot cycle of that habit. So again, those are silly examples in my own life, but they're everywhere. The blind spots are everywhere. So again, go back and listen to that episode of, of around nutritional blind spots um, and, and see, maybe take note of some of those in your life because those absolutely are a reflection of your health and they're reflecting back on you now. And if you are in a place in your health where you feel like you're stuck, which I hate that word stuck because we're never stuck, there's always options. Um, if, but if you feel that way, if you feel you're not progressing, if you feel that you, you don't know the next step for you, you don't know how to make a change, you don't know where to start, look at the blind spots. And it can be really super helpful to get an outsider's perspective. So ask a spouse, ask a friend, ask a trusted person in your life to be able to say like, here's, here's where I'm feeling stuck. What do you think? What do you notice? Because you'd be surprised what other people notice or based uh, regarding your habits, you'd be surprised what people notice that you're like, oh, I didn't even realize I do that. So get a perspective from somebody else and just, you know, lay that out there and see what their perspective of your habits are. Uh, It can be really, really eye opening. So I also want to talk a little bit about beliefs around health. So this can be a very broad topic, a very, it can go in a million different directions. But when I say beliefs around your health or your habits, I want to, I want to spend some time talking about your belief in change. Do you think that where your health is right now is modifiable? How much control do you feel like you have in your health right now? And if you're saying like, I have zero control, nothing I do has worked, I've tried, I give up, I'm just a product of this. I invite you to look at it in a different way. You always have some form of control in something related to you. So yes, maybe you have an unfortunate illness or a a disease that has no cure, or maybe there is something... But can you support your body in another way? Maybe that means getting sleep. Maybe that means doing uh, meditations or yoga breathing or exercise or getting an anti-inflammatory diet. There's always something that you can do about something to make you feel better about the situation. So again, it's not saying that having some carrots is going to cure all your problems, but I'm just saying that you have more ability in impacting your condition and your situation than you give yourself credit for. But it's a belief that you might have. It's a belief that I can't do it when you absolutely can. And also beliefs around your ability to modify your diet. I see this a lot. I talk to a lot of people that don't feel like they can change. When I, when I suggest certain things like hey, let's start adding in some more you know, veggies here during your day or let's add in different protein sources there during your day or whatever. Sometimes there's resistance. Sometimes people are like, I can't do that. I can't, I'm not a veggie eater. I can't add veggies in three or four times a day. I just can't do it. Is that true though? <laughs> like we've had a conversation before about belief versus fact 
A fact is something that is 100% true 100% of the time. That makes it a fact. Anything else is a belief. If it's not true 100% of the time, it's a belief. So when I say, let's add a veggie in at lunch, and somebody says, I can't do that. That's a belief. You believe you can't do that. Do you have the means to do that? Do you have vegetables at home? Do you know what a vegetable is? Do you know how to prepare it? Do you know how to eat it? Do you know, like, we can break it down as simply as possible. And when you start to lay it out like that, people are like, well, yeah, that's ridiculous. Of course, I know what a carrot is and I know how to eat it. But that shows that you absolutely can. That's not a fact. That's a belief that you absolutely can add veggies in. Now, the strategy may be how. How do we do that? How do we make it as simple as possible for you to do this new thing and to remember to do the new thing in order to repeat it over and over again in order to do and make it a habit? It's it's really not as hard as we make things out to be. And I don't mean to sound, you know, insensitive, but this is what I do. This is what I see and talk to people about on a daily basis regularly is to break down how to simplify things and get out of our own way. You know, we are in our own way so much of the time that having an outsider kind of look and be like, but you can do this. It's just as simple as doing this, that, and the other thing. Sometimes we want to make something harder to validate why we're not doing it. And it's okay if you're in that mental space about it. It's okay. You will come around. You will. But anyway, so beliefs around doing something for your health in a different way. Also beliefs around what having a diagnosis might mean. If you've been diagnosed with high blood pressure, if you've been diagnosed with anything, obesity, anything, are you attaching a meaning to it? Are you attaching some sort of negative emotion to that thing? Or are you looking at it just for at face value and just be like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. A healthier way of looking at it is this is just where I'm at. This is the reflection back on the past however many years of doing what I've been doing. This is feedback. It's never failure. It's feedback. This is the feedback my body is giving me. This is what I'm now going to do. Versus saying, I'm a failure. Of course I let this happen. I can't do anything right. It's in my genes. It's genetic. All these things and blame, 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 blame. Or... Let's do something about it. What can we do about it? What can be changed? Now, I'm perfectly aware that change can be hard. Change can be scary. Change can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Whatever your relationship with change is, it's okay. It's not wrong. It's just what it is. But even your belief around change can be changed. So we go, we go kind of uh, inception in some, in some areas, because a lot of times it's such a, there's such a psychological mental belief component about the things that we are doing and our, and our habits that sometimes we have to peel it apart layer by layer by layer and the layers are intertwined and it can get, it can get real cool, but it can get real messy. So anyways, beliefs around your ability to change, beliefs around what are you making a condition or an outcome that you currently have? What are you making that mean about you? Because it's not about you. Even your own health is not about you. It's about your habits. It's about your beliefs. It's about your feelings. It's about what you've gone through. It could be about your traumas. It could be about a number of things. But if you connect it to you as a moral person, 
that's where we need to make a disconnection there because your high blood pressure does not make you a terrible person. We can, we can modify this. We can add in some different habits. It just made me, it, it may be the signal you need to agree to make some changes. And that's, that's all you can think about. That's, that's one way to think about it is that this is just a signal that my body is giving me that it's not happy right now. And I need to make some changes. So let's also talk a little bit about some of the default habits. Default habits is a, a term that's, that's used to kind of describe this scenario that happens when people start out with something new. You know, I'm going to, it's January 1st, I'm going to go to the gym. Then something happens where you get off track, maybe you get sick, maybe something happens, you go on vacation, whatever, and you fall, quote unquote, off track and resort back to the, the habits that you normally have or that you had previously. That's a default having, a habit. That's kind of like your default setting on your computer where you reboot and it's just restored a default. You can change your default habits. Habits are always changeable and anything can be a habit and you can always change it. So a lot of the default habits that we have come from childhood. So that is why I'm always talking about how important giving kids a good solid nutritional foundation of healthy mindset around food and just teaching them in general what the basics are around how they can look at food and how they can navigate food in a crazy food system right now. Um, but that's what you're doing. You're If you're a parent or if you're a grandparent or if you're a caregiver in any way, you're essentially establishing their default habits. So what they see on a regular basis, as far as like what the conversation is like around food, what maybe you're saying about food or about your health or your body in front of them becomes normal to them. And that becomes our default habit. That could be something that could be the difference between we have water at every meal versus we have soda and sweet tea at every meal. And that's their default habit because that's what they have formed into a habit. And that's what they know. So when people go off to college and they come back and visit mom and dad or whoever, they tend to go back to the way that they were used to eating when they grew up. And that's your default habit. So it doesn't mean anything that you do is right or wrong. It just means what kind of default habits do you have? What do you, what have you noticed that you resort back to? If you fall off a diet or if you stop exercising or if you do any of those things, what default habits do you have? For a lot of people, it's I skip breakfast and I wait until the very last minute before I eat and I'm so hungry that I eat more than I want and then I feel full and then this whole cycle starts again. And for other people, it's I plan out my meals. That's a default habit. I got to get back to planning out my meals because that was helpful for me. And I went on vacation. I didn't plan out meals, but as soon as I get back from vacation, I start planning my meals again. That's a default habit. So you can label them as good or bad. I prefer to look at them as, is it supporting your health or is it not? But habits are habits and all of them can be changed. So what are your default habits? What are some of the default habits that are in your family right now that you recognize? And are there any that you want to modify? Are there any that you feel like would be better if and more supportive of the health of your family if they were modified? Also your values your values around your health. And this a lot of the times can dig up and stir up some self-esteem issues and self-esteem conversations where you don't value your health 
because on a subconscious level, you don't value yourself. And I would love to bring a therapist or counselor onto the podcast and have a deeper conversation than I can go about this because I think the psychological component and the self-esteem component is huge when it comes to nutrition and food patterns and food habits. It's huge. And if, if those of you who recognize this in yourself, seek out a counselor, find a counselor. If you feel like maybe that's what's keeping me stuck and from keeping me from changing some of these habits and, and improving my health, maybe there is an un- underlying subconscious block that you have and it has to do with self-esteem your value of yourself or something along the lines that maybe threw that off course. A lot of times, again, it happened in childhood, or maybe it was what you saw your family and your parents or your mom or your grandma or your cousins or whoever, they had poor self-esteem and you inherited that. You saw that, you absorbed that as your own trauma, even though it might not have been yours. So I highly recommend you seek out a counselor who can kind of work through some of that with you especially if you feel like that is the thing that is preventing you from improving your health in some way. So just to recap then, I didn't want to spend you know, a lot of time. I know this, is, this topic can be very touchy, but it's something that I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about in that way, that your health is a reflection of you and it's a reflection of your habits and it's a reflection of your beliefs and your values. And any one of those can be thrown off. So if you look at your habits, your beliefs, and your values, kind of like a three-legged stool, and your health is like the seat of the stool, are one of those areas shorter than the other? Are you are you coming up short in one of those areas and that's causing the stool to tip over? If so, how can you improve that? Is it a, a belief system issue where your, your beliefs around certain food or your belief around health or your belief around fitness and exercise Um, You know, one more thing around beliefs is a lot of people think that they have to go 100% of the time. When I go to the gym, I need to go for four hours. Otherwise, it doesn't count. It's like that all or nothing mentality. And that is one of the quickest ways to get burnt out and one of the quickest ways to fall off track. So, but for a lot of people, that's a belief. And that was a belief that was instilled within them at a young age. Maybe you had a coach that made you do all or nothing and, and just a 10 minute walk isn't, isn't good enough. It's not going to do anything. You know, that's a belief. It's not a fact. It's a belief. So do you have some of those when it comes to fitness or nutrition where, um, I've talked to a couple people who felt like if they didn't plan out every single meal, every single day, had it already prepped in the fridge, ready to go, they thought that wasn't good enough. And they thought that that was failure. When we had the conversation though, around you actually don't need to do that. If you want to, great, but you don't need to do that to be successful. That is a belief. And it's okay if there's a week where you don't put every single thing that you have to eat in a box in the fridge ready to grab. Yes, you can label it as convenient, but if it's causing you more stress and you're gonna get burnt out and eventually fall off of doing that, then it's not serving you in the long term anyway. So what is the point? Anyways, that was a sidetrack. So your beliefs, your values, your habits are the thing that you need to kind of take a look at, reflect back on what kind of values do you have around health and around food and around fitness and around sleep? Do you value sleep? Because that is one thing that gets pushed to the side a lot. That is pivotal when it comes to your health valuing sleep and carving out the time and being intentional of how much sleep you get is 
a really, really good habit to get into. Just uh, my personal opinion. So so take a look. Your, your kind of homework for the week is to take a look. Maybe make, you know, if you like an ex- a good Excel spreadsheet, I hate Excel, but if you like a spreadsheet or if you have a piece of paper or if you have something that you can just jot down, maybe a, a Google Doc or a Word document or just a good old-fashioned notebook, make some columns. Make one that says blind spots and list out some blind spots that you notice when it comes to your fitness, when it comes to your sleep, when it comes to your health, when it comes to your nutrition, list out a few blind spots, really reflect back on them. I know that's ironic because if it's a blind spot, how are you supposed to identify it? But sometimes when you intentionally think about it, you're like, oh yeah, that that's a habit that I've been doing for a while that I need to, I need to switch up. Or have a conversation with a spouse or a friend or a child or whoever, a parent or whatever, and say, what do you think about my health and my habits? What kind of areas, I'm looking for blind spots, what kind of areas do you think are preventing me from the next level of my health and improving my health? And just see what they say. And and do not take it as judgment. Do not take it as anything but just feedback. That is your goal is to simply just get the feedback. When you understand some of the things that other people see that you don't see, they're uncovering your blind spots. That's a huge service for you. That's a huge thing. Do not get mad at them. (laughs) Do not get angry with yourself. Do not feel inadequate. None of that. You are simply doing the research to figure out where uh, uh, where can you spend the more time on some of these blind spots in order to improve your health. That is the goal. Um, what, so you, you make a column around blind spots, list out some of the ones that you find. What about your other habits? What other habits do you recognize that maybe aren't blind spots, but are just known habits that you have that maybe are, are keeping you in this health status right now that maybe you could address at some point. You know, it doesn't mean that if you list out, say, four habits that you're like, yeah, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, then I I understand that that is not supportive of the health status that I want to be at. Uh, So I'm going to list those out. It doesn't mean you have to change them right now. It really doesn't. It can be scary to see everything and, and some of the things, some of the habits we are very attached to and we don't want to necessarily give them up yet. That's okay. You're just drawing them out. You're just finding them and listing them out. You can focus on them when you're feeling comfortable enough to focus on them. But just listing them out can be really, really helpful so that you can put together a plan of action and eventually you can attack those and address those and find alternatives to those. Um, Plus, when you start making some of these different changes and whether it's fitness or whether it's nutrition related or sleep related, just like we talked about a couple of episodes ago, the ripple effect. The ripple effect sometimes will even take care of certain habits without you even having to do them because the ripple effect of a different habit being changed caused the other one to change. And then now it's not even an issue anymore. So there's always that. So listing them out is helpful because you can kind of cross them off as you go. Be like, hey, I don't have that habit anymore. And look at me. I'm awesome. So list out your habits, list out your blind spots, and maybe list out some of your beliefs. Really list out what do I think about nutrition? Are carbs bad? Is fat bad? What about calories? What are my beliefs around this? And really challenge yourself. Is is this true? Write out a belief such as carbohydrates are bad. Then underneath that, write out all the ways that it's not true. Are carbohydrates really bad? No. They're not bad because they provide energy. Athletes eat carbohydrates. Certain carbohydrates may 
help me in different areas of my life and certain carbohydrates may not, but that doesn't make them bad. It doesn't mean I need to go low carb. So list out some of those things and some of your beliefs and challenge your beliefs. List out what makes them false and really focus on the things that debunk your beliefs because if it's a belief that's not serving you, it needs to get on out of there. And you can do that by the power of words and the power of challenging it in your mind because all of a sudden you can lay down new beliefs about something. So that's kind of a lot of homework for you, but uh, but really take some time. If you have to go back and, and re-listen to this or if you have to stop it and pause it and do the, the reflective exercises, whatever you need to do, but, uh, but hopefully that can help reflect back onto you maybe some of the areas that are, are keeping you in the health status that you're at right now. If you're happy with your health, wonderful. What are the habits that you're doing that keep you right now? Because if anything in the future derails you from that or if anything in the future... Uh, isn't your health isn't where you want it to be, which could happen to anybody at any point. It's helpful to look back on the habits that you have right now, because that, that's what you can go back to doing, right? Like we don't think about that. Like if you're happy with where you're at right now and your health is great and you have high energy and everything is wonderful and butterflies and rainbows, take note of what you're doing. <laughs> because when you get thrown off of that, you're going to be like, man, I, I don't even remember what I used to do to, to feel this way. Now's the time. If you're feeling great, write down all the things. Do you go to bed at nine? Do you wake up at a certain time? Are you having a certain meal certain hours of the day? What kind of uh, nutrients are you getting on a regular basis? Do you have any supplements right now? Like all of those things. Is your stress level low? What's keeping it low? You know, all of those things are really helpful to have be like your roadmap to your current happy, healthy self. So that's even sometimes more beneficial than waiting until you're off track to make some of these notes. So hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully you're not too mad at me for bringing up the fact that, you know, what where we're at right now is a direct reflection of, of us and our current habits and our current beliefs and our current values. And it's okay that sometimes they don't align with everything that we want for ourselves. So if you have a good, strong picture, an image in your brain of what your health, what you want your health to look like, and if that's not matching with what you're currently experiencing, this is the type of work to do to match those up and align those and get you on the right path to being that vision of yourself. So if you need any help kind of breaking this down, peeling back the layers, let me know. I do free consultations to kind of talk through how I work with people and how I can help. Please schedule one of those. Uh, that's just 20 minutes of a free consultation to kind of get a better understanding of where you're at. Uh, you can schedule that either by going to foodfactornutrition.com and clicking the Let's Chat button, or you can uh, I'll link it in the show notes below as well. If this was helpful for you in any way, I would love it, love it, love it if you left a review or if you shared it with a friend or both. Uh, that way you can help anybody else who may need to hear certain things said in a, in a certain way or if they just needed this as like the launch pad for making their own changes. Um, I'm here for any of it and all of it. So I'd love it if you shared it with somebody or if you left a review or screenshot this and post it on social media. Let me know which part resonated with you the most. I'd love to connect with you about that. I can be found at Food Factor Nutrition on uh, Instagram and Facebook and of course always on my website as well. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.